Welcome back to all new The Giant Contraband Robot Podcast. I'm your host, Desi. Desi is Dead Robinson with my co-host, Christian, the Damon Lama writer, Ventor. It is a good night, everybody. It's a very good night, and it's going to be a stacked night because this weekend was one of the most wildest, craziest, craziest weekends of all time. Like, we had the DC Fandom, SummerSlam was this past weekend. And if you didn't know, Roman Reigns is back. That's the only rest of the bit you're going to get from this, from WWE. From here on out, <laughs> it's all it's all elite wrestling, ADW. I'm sorry. I'm jumping ship. My tenure with WWE is done from the age of one to 35. I've been with WWE that long. Damn. And it's now the time has come for me to leave. To greener pastures <laughs> all elite holy shit they're doing some great stuff there shout out to chris jericho one of my favorite wrestlers of all time le champion mr give me the bubbly but we're not talking about wrestling here it's <laughs> it's, it's dc day here on giant country robot i know it's shocking to hear me say it's dc day on this podcast but dc has done some um some good shit I, yeah, that. I I did not expect this past weekend to be this. Week. Um, it's it's you're gonna for the next hell for the rest of 2020. You're gonna get a lot of people talking about everything that's been coming out this past weekend. Now Marvel do have something coming up soon because D23 is coming soon. Technically, it's gonna be online. So which Marvel's gonna come out with something. But Kevin Feige even came out and congratulated DC for what they did. So. Right here, right now, we're just saying it right. There's no bias. If Kevin Feige can give his props to Warner Brothers in DC, we can, as nerds, can do this, can follow suit and do the same. Yep. We need to stop that. This. We need to that stop was this. a snack day. Yep. Because from here on out, we need to quit this Marvel versus DC shit. To quote Henry Cable, if one fails, it all fails. Because <laughs> they both need to coexist. Seriously, if Justice League did not technically fail, it made its money. But if this would never happen, but if Endgame and if Any War failed, best believe any DC movie will also fall, fail. Yeah. So just look at it like that. Um, not a bad way to. Not a bad way. Now let's get into the rigmarole. You're here on the Giant Cosmo Robot Podcast. On SoundCloud and Spotify coming soon to Stitcher. We keep on saying it, but we're gonna it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. We post new episodes every Monday, but in this case it will be out Tuesday. So at the time of this recording is Monday, August twenty fourth. Literally two look well take well The weekend after. Or the weekend three, or the three weekend days after. after the DC fandom. We needed time to process like we're not like IGN now, it's like multiple writers we need time to process write shit down and then make and pick the specific topics that is interesting for us to not only talk about but also give to you because we may have some tidbits like me as a comic reader who, who's been reading this shit forever may have that may be ign kind of funny GameSpot, comic book resources or comicbookmovie.com may have missed might, hmm. but holy shit! And this one, 
before we go into like what we've been doing after the DC thing, the most left field shit was announced today. Did you see, Christian? Uh, today? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Powerpuff Girls, the T, the live action TV series, is coming to the CW. What? Yeah. Wait. Live action Powerpuff Girls coming to the CW. Wow, that that feels out of nowhere. They, I'm telling every now. That's just one. Golem from the Lord of the Rings is getting his own Prince of Persia style video game, and the trailer's already out today. <laughs> it's like it's like the universe is coming with a left hook, and then all of a sudden, it came with a fucking right. And just like you just seen the days, like what is going on? What seriously? What is going on with the universe? Why? And now and then. Right in the gut punch, we're getting a Nutty Professor reboot. I don't look. If it's the version of the Nutty Professor that um, what's his name, the singer who was with the Brat Pack, I keep forgetting his name. He's like, lady, that that fucker. Oh, oh yeah, damn it. Uh, if it's there's two different versions of the Nutty Professor, but the gentleman who name we forgot, and Eddie Murphy's. Now the mm-hmm. one with the, the original. He was a nerd who became a think Steve Urkel when he became Stefan. If y'all, if y'all remember family members, family <laughs> members. So that that is the Nutty Professor. He was a nerd, then he became a suave, debonair kind of a dude. Yeah. The reason why I don't like Eddie Murphy's um, Nutty Professor is fat shaming, from start to finish. Yeah, that's that's true. At the time when it came out, I wasn't overweight. My mother was, and I didn't like talking about I don't like people talking about my mother overweight hence why I got into a lot of me and my brothers got into a lot of fights mm-hmm. and out of those fights I won those fights <laughs> so everybody catch a fade yeah everybody catch a fade and then when you got older and now myself being overweight I definitely don't like those movies I don't mm-hmm. that's why I don't like Wally either oh yeah the way that it portrays like people just being yeah, lazy as shit. And then, I think it was more of a commentary also, on like automation. But yeah, still. And then also the can the low cannibalism as, as well. Yeah, definitely. So, I'm like, no. And once again, I don't care if I'm fat and I got bad knees. You will catch a fade talking about my weight. <laughs> I may be fat, but I know how to fight. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I, <laughs> you notice the pitch change in my voice. Anywho, now Powerpuff Girls, I don't. It this is gonna be. Uh, it has to be for teenage for teenagers. I don't. It, it, and we're not gonna genderify it by saying it's just straight, straight, mainly for young women. Yes, I mean like even like I watched a lot of Powerpuff Girls when I was younger. <laughs> like, I still watch. Yeah. Um. Hell, I, most of the time I watch it for the announcer. Like. Because yeah. I remember the one, of Townsville. There's <laughs> one episode, the announcer, even the Powerpuff Girls and the announcer was dumbfounded. Like none <laughs> of them could talk. They were just like, "What? What is going on?" Even the announcer was like, uh, uh, "Until the next time of, of Powerpuff Girls, uh, <laughs> I, I, I need to." I need to like, I like how meta it was. Mm-hmm. Now I haven't seen the reboot. Well, obviously because I don't have cable. Um, I heard mixed things. It's like it just it's like it's like Thundercats 2011 for 
by the newer gen. Here's the thing. With the here's the here's the newer th- the thing. The newer Powerpuff Girls came out is for the kids of today. Mm-hmm. Now that makes sense. Now that we those who grew up with Powerpuff Girls who were between your age and mine, you don't need to watch the newer one. Just watch the old one. Hell, I think it's yep. on Hulu right now. Damn, do you remember the movie? That that was like that was actually a good movie when I think I, back to it now. I've never seen it. Yeah, the movie was pretty good. Now I think it was like an origin movie. I've seen every single episode of uh, Rugrats and all their movies, even the mm. one they did with Wild Thornberries. Smash oh yeah. Oh god, I think my if I'm thinking back to this now, like the orange tapes and shit. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite one was probably that one where they all went to like a drive-in for like a Reptar movie. Because they were talking about, like, they were making it like it was a Godzilla movie, but basically like a parody in the Rugrats. Yep. Um, also, another side tidbit if you hear the fan going on my end and Christian's end, it is still unbelievably hot in the West Coast, so much so that all near San Francisco, Carson City, all up in the hills. Is over 500 wildfires going on simultaneously right now. We're both fine, but um, for we just keep your thoughts, your prayers for those who are up in the upper part of California, because the heat is really fucking yeah. everything up and lightning storms. Yep, and that's the humidity's fault right there. And and it's just not any normal lightning storms. This is like. Like, like seriously, knock on wood. This is becoming like earthquake weather. I swear to God. Yeah, then the type of lightning storms we've been seeing is like Thor casting down, legit. Like this is not real kind of type of thing, but it's real. So like what? Watch the one hundred and five become like a lava pit to hell again. Well, they did say they saw um, there was an asteroid that's coming near our planet near um, near election time. And there is a nep. There is a glass gas cloud in space near our planet with the actual heartbeat. What? If it's Galactus, (laughs) fuck it. Just just kill us. All right. Just eat eat the planet. I don't care. Just just eat the planet. (laughs) I don't care. If it's Galactus, go ahead. Just do it quick. Like, in retrospect, like, I'm not going to suffer that long. Yeah. It'll it'll be a split second. I'll be fine. (laughs) Um, Now, what have we been doing for the last three days? Now, I'll say for me, let me start up right off the bat because I will be talking about it for a full minute before we get into our topics. Ghost of Tsushima. I finally got my hands on it and I finally playing it. Ooh, what do you think? It's already, I'm I'm nowhere near done the first act with the first act of the game. Okay. But it is for it to be the one of the last few games on the PS4. Holy shit. I can see why Sucker Punch took so long to come out with another game. Cause yeah. they, they started the PS4 with Infamous Second Son and they ended their the, the PS4 run with Tsushima. And you can see the the advances from Second Son to this game. It's, wow. Um, this is the third Western title in Japan to be the high, the have the highest scoring, and it deserves 
all the accolades it gets. It is wow. fucking beautiful. The landscape, like, it makes me wish I was in Japan. Like, Dude. seriously. It, 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 like, it's super fucking gorgeous. The voice cast, even if you're going with Kurosawa mode, where it's black and white and it's all Japanese, it's all Japanese voice cast. Uh, most of the actors and actresses who are who the American, the American voice actors are of Asian, Japanese descent, and they also can speak their native language. Yeah, a lot of them are also the Japanese voice actors, right? Yeah, that is correct. And I have um, did the first few hours with just the Japanese voice titles. I mean, voice act with subti- American uh, subtitles and them doing the voice acting. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Just you can hear the emotion and the voice. That's how I've been wanting to. That's how I want to play it when I get it. And I went back to the American. Them switching to the American in the. It, the gravitas is still in their voices. It, it, it doesn't matter what voice, what um, audio you're going with, it's still there. That's awesome. And I'm like, holy shit, the acting is top notch. It's Last of Us level of acting, which means it is super fucking good. You get attached to these characters and how they grow and transform. Um, I'm getting the sense of this, we're learning the origins of the Shinobi. I, because like, we keep on hearing Ghost of Tsushima and you get to a point in the game where you realize oh wait there is no ninjas yet and you're technically learning to become a ninja damn I, I broke I was like I literally playing this game I was like I said I literally today I played enough today and I was like wait a minute I think we're I, I, I seriously feel and I haven't passed the end of the game yet but to me, I feel we are learning who we're going to be the first ninjas in this world. So if if Shusima gets a sequel, I wouldn't be surprised. It goes full ninja mode because the stealth combat is so easy; anybody can do it. All right, I'm not good okay. at stealth games because and the point of proven Watch Dogs Two is technically a stealth game, but as soon as you get Sticky bombs that goes that stealth goes out the fucking window. You just bomb and shit left and fucking right. Shit. <laughs> and as soon as I got sticky bombs, oh, you best believe I was blowing motherfuckers up. And you're like, you're like it, it, um, it's very easy to not be detected if there's no one left to detect you. Yeah. Um, and this is a minimal spoiler, but when you do your first assassination. You'll get a cutscene telling you you're losing your honor. Mm, okay. So, oh man, um, I did the stupidest thing. I went on YouTube and I checked the because I'm like I'm hearing the ending is so divisive. Well, not Last of Us Two, divisive. More on the devices on the like, it's emotional like, what the fuck to do kind of a thing. And I looked at it because I'm like. I don't. I'm, I don't give a fuck about spoilers. Everybody knows this, but I'm not gonna talk about. This is a major spoiler. I'm not gonna talk about. I'm not. Thank gonna, you. I'm not gonna I, say. I, I'm, not, I'm not gonna say the spoiler. I'm just gonna say, it is very emotional. Um, me just looking at it, I don't care if I'm gonna if when I get to it. It's going to be emotional because it's like you can see the relationship between the main character and his uncle and where it goes. Holy crap. Um, Sucker Punch did like I said the groundwork was laid in Second Son 
infamous Second Son, and they brought that emotional core. But like in Second Son, Delson had to do all these things to make sure he doesn't become evil or he he can stay being good. And some of his choices, he lose either can lose a family member or right. destroy the city. And those emotional choices, even though that's modern era, you bring you put those sensibilities into this feudal Japan era game, and it works. Yeah, because I mean, like people are still people through time, man. Yeah, and. Oh man, it's, it it really is good, and I can't. I, I have to keep on praising Lauren Tom. She's the voice actress for Amy of Futurama. Um, she was even on Mad TV. Um, oh, there's a lot of actors and actresses out of Mad TV who are just doing big things right now. Think about just saying, I didn't know she was in Mad TV. Mm-hmm. Keen Peel used to be part of Mad TV. Phil Lamar, yeah. Orlando Jones, um, Brian Callen. Um, oh, I forgot the actress' name. She's in Fallen Order. Um, she she helps Cal cast Kestis. Oh, um, yes, I know who you're talking about. I just can't remember. Her name. I forgot her name too. But she's also she was also used to been on Mad TV as well. Huh. Will Sasso. What is Will Sasso? Oh, yeah. But damn, I haven't heard that name in a while. But those actors and actresses. Well, I'm going with the big time ones right now. Phil Lamar, hell, Samurai Jack, how um, Kyle, I'm not um, John Stewart, Green Lantern for Justice League, um, Gambit, he he voices Gambit <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, he's a prolific voice actor himself. Um, Lauren Tom, I just said Amy on a uh, Futurama, and she has done a host of different things and cartoons, but here. It's like she's finally showing a level of acting we never see. Okay. And, and it's you you tell it's her. If you know what she looks like in real life. But to like they hear the anger, the anguish, just the sadness out of her is like holy crap, we never got we like holy all I know her was a comedian. To see this Wow. Hmm. Um it's Oh my god! I keep on talking about it. It's it really is fun. The combat is is it's Fallen Order level of not it's not it's like Fallen Order, but not on the level of Fallen Order where it pisses you off. Well, I mean to be fair, Fallen Order didn't piss me off, but I I get what you mean. I'm not the only one who gets pissed off about Fallen Order's camp combat. I'm not the only. One. I know, and I'm also not the only one that enjoyed the game. <laughs> here's the thing: what y'all get up to me not liking Star Wars anymore? Yeah, it's fine. I get it. it uh, like I said, I completely get it. This is why, hopefully, we can do our Star Wars roast pretty soon. Maybe. Um, but if you haven't played it, hurry up and play it now before Cyberpunk comes out. Before I know everybody's going to be on Cyberpunk and Tony Hawk's nuts. All right. So get on Bye. this now. And I'm not going to talk about Marvel's Avengers because, oh my god. We haven't, I think we know, we have not talked about it here. Isn't it weird? Uh, isn't it just weird now that you think about it? When did you think that we were going to have a podcast talking about like, hey, let's talk about all this awesome shit DC did? And, oh my god, like, let's not let's not mention that Marvel thing real quick. 
here's the thing. I really did not enjoy, enjoy the beta for Marvel uh, for Marvel's Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't mind waiting to play it. I'll probably pick it up in 2021 when Spider Man comes out, and I can give my definitive like, all right, this is what I now think of it. Mm-hmm. But um, I I did not enjoy it. Um, I know there's a lot of people who's getting a lot of game time out of it. Um, I. I'm kind of glad I did not lose any space on my PS4 playing it. I just played it on my brother's console because he pre-ordered it. So mm-hmm. it's one of those games where I eventually get to it. Ah, okay. But I mainly, going into the fall, Tony Hawk, Kingdoms of Amalur, the Outer Worlds DLC, and then Cyberpunk 2077. Now, Cyberpunk, I'm more likely will probably not be able to touch until 2021 because... That's how it took me so long to play Shushima because my brother was like, it's my game, I bought it, you broke, let me pass it first, then you get to play Fair enough. I don't give a fuck, I'm the oldest. You play, you play, <laughs> you play five hours, I play five hours. We alternate, motherfucker. <laughs> but that's what I've been doing since after DC Fandom. Krishna, what have you been doing? I mean, other than other than watching that news, I've actually been, for some reason, really de- like devolving into D and D. I've been like reading, writing, playing, talking, and printing. But we're finally gonna have our damn match finally going on, or our game, our story going. I'm so happy because obviously I already had you roll yours. Mm-hmm. Yours, you're already rolled. I still don't have your shit online, but we can we can do that at session zero. Um, I have three other players confirmed now. Actually, as of today. I know I texted you earlier, too. Mm. But I actually, as of today, have three other confirmed now. You see now? We're ready to go. See? And it's like, I'll I'll let you find out who is who. Only because I'm not 100% if you're going to remember the order of what I'm saying right now. But um, for, for those that are curious, the party is currently consisting of your rogue. Right, mm-hmm. a wizard, a bard, and possibly a cleric, okay. possibly a paladin. Depends. Okay. But right. it's there. I I and I, I was writing a lot today because I had the like I had this spark of a uh, of a uh, of inspiration to write down exactly how I was thinking about introducing you guys to each other as far as campaign-wise goes, mm-hmm. and why it makes sense that you guys become a party. Okay. Because I have backstory for... I have a little bit of backstory from you, which, I mean, we don't have to talk about it now, but later I do want to talk to you about your backstory a little bit. Um, based off the backstories of the other players as well, uh, I think there's some pretty interesting things uh, that, that that can propel you guys towards your, your eventual goal. Okay. So, are you ready for the first news topic? Let's do it. Alright, so this was announced last minute, which will be yesterday on Sunday. The Batman the Long well, Batman the Long Halloween has been announced as a two part DC animated feature. Ooh. So there's gonna be four DC animated movies come well coming out in twenty twenty one. Now, Superman Man of Tomorrow came out technically yesterday. Oh, wow. I know. I'm like, wasn't it supposed to be out Friday? 
but eh. Um, so here's the list. Ooh, Red Hood. <laughs> All right, so we have Batman The Long Halloween Part 1, Batman The Long Halloween Part 2, Justice Society World War II, Batman Soul of the Dragon. Now, here's the kicker. Now, Superman Man of Tomorrow, which is coming out, Matt Bomer has been rumored, even he said it himself, has a role, a secret role in that animated movie. Huh. It's rumored that he's playing Batman. No. Because Superman Man of Tomorrow is now confirmed to be the start of a new DC animated movie universe. Oh, shit. Really? Oh, damn. Okay. I mean, it, it makes sense. Timing-wise, and like based off of when uh, Apocalypse War came out, um, I assumed it was going to be. Um, I thought there would be more time, but no, okay. I was I originally thought it was going to be a standalone because technically it's based off of a comic book, but they're taking that comic book and they're doing something new. So I, I'm shocked. Um, the, uh, the, one of the first releases coming out next year, though, is going to be Batman: Soul of the Dragon. It is set in the 1970s and is an original story produced by Bruce Tim. Oh, wow. So no no comic to be, like, the source for this. Yeah, no comic. This is an original story. Um, the voice class includes... Voice class. Voice cast includes Grimm's David Gutold... Ah, I can't pronounce the motherfucker's name. Gutold... Ah, Grimm. The, 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 the main star of Grimm. Is playing is voicing Batman. <laughs> Michael Jai White is reprising his role from Arrow as Ben Turner, Bronze Tiger. Um, nice. Which is technically he'll be the s- no Stephen. Well, actually no. Stephen Amell has not has yet not to voice Green Arrow in a DC animated feature outside of Arrow. So technically. Michael Jai White would be the first of an Arrow actor playing the same character, but outside of its own canon. Nice. Okay. But a lot of people do want Steve Amell or um, Grand, well, hell, any of the Arrowverse actors to voice these characters in a DC animated feature. I would like to see that too. Shoot. Um, also joining them will be Mark um, Dacos as Richard Dragon. If you do not remember him, he was the host of Iron Chef. Oh shit! But I remember him as Billy Lee from Double Dragon back in the nineteen ninety five. That horrible. Oh my god, that's the same dude. Yep. Wait, what? He's a martial artist. He's an actual martial artist. No shit. All right. He's also was in. There was a Mortal Kombat TV series, um, and he also played Kung Lao in the Mortal Kombat web series. And he's the recurring villain, or was. I haven't seen Hawaii Five O in a minute, but he was a recurring villain in Hawaii Five O. Okay. Yeah. He's Damn. A, he kicks ass. Kelly Hu is voicing Lady Shiva. Does go around in Arrow. She was China White, technically China Wei, 
but since Oliver cannot say China Wei, China White, but she's okay. uh, but that character is an iconic D is Arrow Green Arrow's iconic DC villain. Here she's playing Lady Shiva, who technically, you know what? I don't know who trained who, but she is a, one of DC's mar, premier martial artists. James Hong as O Sensei, Josh Keaton as Jeffrey Burr. That's I don't know who that character is. Don't ask me who is Jeffrey Burr. I don't know everything. I don't know everything. Original cast. There you go. The next film, Justice League World War Two, is an original story released later for release between uh, since this spring. I would say between March to May thirty first. Okay. Uh, Matt Bomer told viewers that they may hear a familiar voice from Superman Man of Tomorrow. Have joking that he has, a, like I said, um, he had a role in it. And mm-hmm. uh, part one of Batman The Long Halloween would be out summer 2021, while the second half of it would be out fall of the same year. Man, they weren't joking around when they said really long Halloween. Yeah. Um... Because it actually makes sense. If you read, if you if you ever read the Long Halloween, the first few chapters of the book takes place will take place. Um, technically, it should have started. This movie should have been out in January. Like if they would have broken this up into episodes, like each month is part of the um, of it. Um, like the first half is winter, spring, and then summer. So it makes sense for the last bit of it goes into actually the part of the story of the long Halloween. Um, the story is was written by someone who I hate. <laughs> Jeff okay. Loeb. Um, back um, in back in nineteen ninety six, Jeff Loeb wrote The Long Halloween with longtime artist um and collaborator Tim Sale. Um it was a thirteen issue comic story arc that did come out throughout the year. Hmm. So at the start of ninety six towards the end uh, and it took place with each each of the month's holiday. Caller Demand was one of the villains as well. Mm. Um, and it was um, they, Batman is following the trail of the Holiday Killer, um, a serial murderer who claims a new victim on each major holiday. So that's okay. that's the whole point of um, of the Long Halloween. Um, it also has Harvey Dent. But pre Two Face Harvey Dent and Jim Gordon. Okay. So um, this is mm, wait, what what year what year storyline would that be now? That would be ninety six, so it'll take place in the this storyline takes place in the nineties. Okay. Um also in the um in the book, besides the holiday killer, we have the Joker, Catwoman, Scarecrow, Calendar Man, like I said before, and Solomon Grundy. Hmm. Yes. I haven't seen something running in like some of the stuff in a minute for some reason. Star Girl. Oh, I haven't seen Star Girl. He's in there, and it's um, you're gonna like how they did Solomon Grundy in that one. He's really? The, oh, he's the true Solomon Grundy. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, Sun died on a Monday. I'm like, oh shit. Did the rhyme yeah. and everything? This big hole in it. That's what they did. I was like, Star Girl, okay, I see you. 
They actually they actually had him say that shit. Mm-hmm. He was born on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Now I kind of have to give Star Girl more of a chance than I have so far. Yep. Um, Superman: Man of Tomorrow did come out yesterday, on which would be Sunday the twenty third. It is going. It's on on demand and Blu-ray. It'll be out on Blu-ray Tuesday, but it was, it's on on demand right now. Within three within three months, it'll be on DC Universe. Mm-hmm. And in about two months, it'll be on HBO Max. <laughs> and then in about four months, it'll only be on HBO Max. Yeah. Um. So that's the anime. Oh, this one also left field from Sunday, and I'm I'm really shocked. Well, no, it's not an animation, but it's in the live action category. But this will kick us off into the live action movie category. Static Shock is being greenlit for a movie. Yes, I heard this, I heard this, I heard this. And Reginald Hutland is the producer. Now, mm-hmm. Reginald Hutland brought Black Panther, the animated series, but it was, um, it was like, it came on late night on BET, so that technically don't count. But it mm-hmm. was, and Reginald Hutland did write Black Panther comic books. Um, he also helped bring the Boondocks. Oh, yeah. Ed. So he's a very prolific um, producer himself. He's a comic book writer as well. Um, he has worked between Marvel and DC, so he he he's a sweaty. So he's uh, he's up in there. He's up in there. Um, Damn, and, and he currently helped. I think uh, if I'm remember correct, he also helped bring Black Lightning to TV as well. Oh damn! Um, so now people can see why Static has never appeared on Black Lightning because mm-hmm. he's being groomed. He's being groomed to be put into the movies. I'm honestly excited. When I heard that, I, I was already just like, all right, no matter what, I'm probably going to go see that. Or, well, not, maybe not go see that, but you know. I know. Um, so next up, The Suicide Squad. James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Holy crap. There's a lot of characters that they got. Um, so let's get right to it. We have... Idris Elba as Bloodsport. Margot Robbie is returning to play Harley Quinn. John Cena. Dun, 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 dun. Where as, he at? As Peacemaker. As Peacemaker. Viola Davis Shoot. is returning to um, play Amanda Waller. Jai Courtney returns to play Captain Boomerang. Joe Kinnaman. Dude got fucking jacked. Like, Wait, really? Like more? More. Seriously? This, this puts more theory, more theory, more to my theory that he's gonna be playing Craven Hunter. I'm calling it Joe Kinnaman. It's gonna be, I, I seriously, he, and I think he's technically Russian, mm-hmm. but he sounds like he's from Jersey, but he's not. He's just putting on a very convincing American accent. I wouldn't be surprised if he pops up in the MCU or Sony's MCU. As Craven Hunter, I'm just saying it right here, right now. I wouldn't be surprised. But he, um, Joe Kinnaman, returns to play Rick Flag. David Dashmalchin, if you remember him, he was in Ant Man as that Russian guy. He's the polka dot man, and he is slated to return for. And he's slated to return. Him and Ti are both slated to return for Ant Man Three. Oh damn! Okay. Um, Daniela Melchinor. Um, I think she's clubbing, if I remember correctly. She's playing Ratcatcher 2. If y'all don't know who Ratcatcher is, play Arkham Asylum. 
There's a little backstory on the rat catcher, and you'll see you'll see his gear. Yeah. Um, Steve, a- your trophy. <laughs> was that? I said I remember getting that Riddler trophy. Okay. Um, Steve McGee um, is playing King Shark, Mocap, but John Economos is going to be the voice of King Shark. Um, Steve Ag yeah. as well worked on um, both Guardians of the Galaxy movies with James Gunn. We have Sean Gunn. Oh my God! I think James Gunn like throwing his younger brother under the bus with these characters. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Sean Gunn is playing Weasel. Mocap and voice. Oh, that's just that's just. He's already rock. Well, he's the motion capture actor for Rocket, while yeah. Bradley Cooper is the voice actor. Here, Sean Gunn is just threat. It's just a it's just a weasel. It's it's still funny. Um, Nathan Fillion is TDK. Once again, I don't know who the character is. These are char- These are like char- one off. They they're in the comic book and they get killed off later. Type of characters. Um, except for Polka Dot Man, technically he's still alive. Well, yeah. we'll wait and see until we get to the Suicide Squad because these are a group of villains and normally these get bopped off real quick. Yeah. Um, Peter Capaldi, the Doctor. Well, currently he's not the Doctor, but he was. The, he, the previous Doctor. Yeah, he is the Thinker. Now, people shitting on the Thinker from the last season of The Flash, well, season five of The Flash, I felt the character was very menacing. And he was very well. I thought he was well done, but the thing, um, the thing, he, he looks great as the thinker um, in this one. Um, Pete Davidson is Blackguard. Alice, um, Alice Braga. Oh my God, Alice Braga. If you don't know who she is, she's in New Mutants, and she starred. Well, I think the series already ended, but Queen of the South actress Alice Braga as. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> as Sol Soria. Oh, almost dropped my cane. Ha. <laughs> Um, Maylene Nung as Mon Gao. Um, she's the, I think, the sister of Mongol, or she's the same race as Mongol. I, I think it was one of the two. Okay. Um, Michael Roker as Savant. Storm Reed as Tyler, Bloodsport's daughter. There are so many people. Yeah. Jennifer Holland as Amelia Harcourt. Joaquin wow. Cosio as General. Mateo Suarez, Tanisha Kinsey as Flo Crawley, and Juan Diego Bato as Nuna. Damn, dude. Yes. There are, there are a lot of really big names in this. Now, the one thing they gave, and they said this in the panel, about Idris Elba's character, Bloodsport. The reason why his character is in the Suicide Squad, he shot Superman with a kryptonite bullet. Oh, so that's what they're going with on this one? Yep. Oh, damn. Okay. So it is a possibility that Henry Cavill has um, did a small role cameo in this movie. I mean, one could only hope. Just because I want Henry Cavill to be so much more Superman than he is. So, yeah. Um, Bloodsport has been... been. He's the only character who's been um, different characters. Um, it'd be different. Um, characters has been blo- um, humans been blood sport. 
Um, so this is going to be very interesting. Um, he is taking the place of, he was created in Superman number two back in 1987 by John Byrne and Carl Kessel. Mm-hmm. That's a little ba- a backstory on that role. Um, and James Gunn said he chose not to recast Will Smith's role. So Deadshot is, is out there in the world. Um, He's so, just not going to be recast. Okay, I can respect that. So apparently whenever um, Will Smith is free, Deadshot will return. Even De- Will Smith said he would love to come back. I mean, just not in Suicide Squad 2. But uh, the reason why he was not in the Suicide Squad, he was filming Bad Boys for Life at the same time James Gunn was doing this. Oh, okay. I I can see why then. Yeah, it makes sense. And Margot Robbie was filming Birds of Prey at the same time doing the Suicide Squad. That makes so much sense. It's just like, oh, go to work at two places with the same makeup. I'm just joking. It's obviously not the same. Well, it is the same makeup except for different costumes. Because now... Her costume, actually, this is the weird. This is one of the weirder ones. Um, hardest costume in the Suicide Squad. I'm a, I'm gonna assume inspired what DC Comics is doing because Harley's costume now looks like this costume that Margot Robbie's wearing in the Suicide Squad. Not the wedding dress, but the the jacket, the oh. the shirt, and the pants. The her two now she's now wearing the two tone black and red like she normally does. Okay. So everybody's like, "What came first, the comic or the movie?" I don't know because it came out right around the same time. The trailer came out right around the same time they revealed her costume in the comic books. (laughs) Um. Now everybody's like, "Who is John Cena's character?" Peacemaker, um, is an extremist who wants to achieve peace so badly. He's willing to kill any man, woman, or child to obtain it. He's like, he must learn of our peaceful ways. Um, and he was a state senator as well. Do you, by the way, did you also Flula Borg? Yeah, Flula Borg is Javelin. There you go, Javelin. I don't have my glasses on. It's too hard <laughs> to put my glasses on. I'm just, I'm, I'm just letting you know right now. No, it's legit too hard to put my glasses on. It's fogging it up. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Those are, those are the characters for the Suicide Squad. Holy fuck. Now, uh, Michael Rucker's character, Savant, is a lesser-known bad villain who was part of the Suicide Squad from the New 52. Um, so... Um, Alex Braga's character is an original character for in, for the film, and she is a soldier. Um, now, Mongal is the daughter of Mongul. Okay. Now, Nathan Finney's character um, is an original creation of James Gunn. So, <laughs> he's going to be the slipknot of the movie. <laughs> I'm calling it. He's going to be the slip like Here's the thing. Oh god. I give it up to um for Nathan Fillion cuz he lost all that weight and he gained some muscle for this movie. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it's going to be for only maybe like the first 15 minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like they get to the island and he just get yeah. bopped off. 
the, the the sad thing is I could really see that happening. Oh my god. Oh man. And it, now he I think he's currently getting ready to get back to filming the rookie. But yeah, that's nice you lost the weight, but now look look, Nathan Finley. I'm I'm saying it right now. Look, man. You lost the weight. You look good, my dude. You look great. Mm-hmm. Come on, come back to Firefly. <laughs> just do it, man. You know, you, you know everybody wants it. Yeah, just let's not involve Josh Whedon. Get get his brother Jed and his wife Michelle, who they just finished off Ages of Shield. They can they they technically actually also they technically did help write Firefly and Serenity. So they know the characters as much as Josh Whedon did. There come you on, go. Come on, Mac, Nathan Finley. You, you look good. You look good. And Jim Torres still looks amazing. If you, if you film it, we will come. Yes. <laughs> it's just, unfortunately, um, Wash will not be coming. He's a leaf in the wind. Watch him. <laughs> if my friend is listening to this right now, she's going to come for my ass. She legit cried for Alan Tudyk. Oh, <laughs> Uh, now, all right, I'm going to admit this before we go into um, Titan Season 3. Okay. I legit, first go around, I was like, holy shit, they actually killed Wash. Oh, my God. They even killed the preacher. Oh, my God. Why the movie would do this? I was like, okay. Now, multiple viewings of it, and then hearing Alan Tudyk's reaction to it, he's the one who made the joke, the, mm-hmm. the, the saying his catchphrase and then getting skewered. He made the joke first, and it's on YouTube. He he, he finds it funny himself. So, so don't blame me. Blame Alan Tudyk. Yeah. <laughs> um, next up, Titans Season 3. Now, I jumped off of Titans um, Season 2 because appropriation, cultural appropriation, but... Anywho, they have announced. Damn, the kid got big. Fuck. Well, the actor who's currently playing Jason Todd on um, Karen Walters will return as Jason Todd, but he won't be coming back as Robin this go around. He will become Red Hood. Oh, shit. Now, they are suggesting that sometime between season two and three, he has met. He has ran into the Joker, and had his faithful demise off screen. Yeah. So by the time he comes into season three, he'll be Red Hood. Damn, they're really gonna do that off screen. Like I get it, but Titans has been known to show it on um, flashbacks, so they'll more likely see his death and then his return. I watched enough Titans to say that. <laughs> okay, so trust me on that. Um. Barbara Gordon. Now, season three will also introduce the um, Barbara Gordon, though her her role has not been cast yet. In this universe, though, Barbara has given up the mantle of Batgirl in favor of replacing her father as commissioner of the GCPD. Mm-hmm. Needless to say, she's now thrilled being reunited with Dick Grayson and having the Titans stir up trouble in Gotham City. Reunited doesn't feel too good. So they're taking that approach. Um, currently, oh well, actually, I don't know what the fuck is going on with Dick and Barbara and in this in the iteration of the comic books. But before the Joker War and all this shit was jumping off, 
um, when Dick was, I'm, I'm throwing up air quotes to give you a little bit of back, the backstory, air quotes. When Dick died, air quotes, he became an agent of Spiral. I think, yes, Spiral. Yes, Spiral. And, but he was working for Batman, undercover. Okay. Now, he can't tell none of the Bat family, which would include Barbara, what he's doing. So whatever he's doing for Spiral, he's doing as an agent. Now, he had this device where it makes his face distorted so other people can't see him, but he only he doesn't do that with Barbara and everyone else. Mm-hmm. He has to do a nasty takedown that is against their code. And he did that, and he had to manipulate people. So he manipulated Barbara, and he did a nasty takedown in front of Barbara. Mm-hmm. She's saying, you're breaking our code. And he's like this. I'm, and he had to do it. He's like, I'm not part of this family no more. You have to deal with it. You mm-hmm. Get out of my way, or I will put you down too. Mm-hmm. And he, Dick did not want to do that, but he had to. And she said, you get out of my city. If you get, you're in my city again, I will put you in prison. And he was like, if you can stop me. Damn. Tension in the family. Remember, they always they was on again, off again, couple. Right, of course. But Dick could not tell Barbara what he was doing. This is technically Batman's fault for him burning out officially, burning Le Bridge between him and Barbara. Because yeah. the yeah. last time they was together, he proposed to her, and she said no. Why is Batman always coming in between his goddamn relationships? Um. Now they're back. Now, the only reason why she's worried about Dick now, after getting shot in the head by KG Beast and his memory scrambled, and now Joker manipulating Dick Grayson, you can see why she's now back to being worried about Dick Grayson again. But since this is the Titans world, and if y'all have been watching from season one to now, you can see why Barbara will probably hate Dick Grayson. Yeah, for real. Um, I don't blame her. <laughs> this show has not Titans. I can if I'm a bitch about anything on this podcast, I will bitch about Titans. Titans has gave me no good reason to like any of the characters on this show, besides Alan Richardson and uh, Minka Kelly. Minka Kelly, who plays Hawk and Dove, I love mm-hmm. them too. They're great. They they play their characters so well, but they need to quit with him. I hate the fact they made him a drug addict. Oh, damn. And a recovering one at that, I'm like, you could have just made him a normal fucking superhero like he was in the comics. Yeah. But you had But to they're like, him. no, we need to we need to bring him down like make it all about like, hey, there's people that, that need to come out of this. It's like, no, like that's not the story. That's just Alright, whatever. That was and, my rant. And I don't like the actor who's playing Bruce Wayne. He, oh really? Yeah, um, yeah. Ian, Ian, Ian Glane. I'm I'm sorry, dude. When I look at you, I don't think Bruce Wayne. I don't think Batman. I think of you from Lord of the Rings, who kept on pussy chasing Daenerys. Ah, ah, ah. You're not getting that wop, dude. <laughs> I'm just like fuck, and I was like, what? If you, they could have cast any 50-year-old actor to be Bruce Wayne, Batman. No, you pick him. I 
Why am I blanking on this dude's name so much? I know exactly. I just, who I just said. About. I just said his name, Ian Glang. Oh shit! I did not pick that up for some reason. <laughs> um, season three will also feature the rivalry between Starfire and her sister Blackfire. This is going to okay. now. It's going to be looks like it's going to be galactic. I mean, it kind of has to be for that storyline, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, speaking of trouble, wanna, are they going to put her in the cocoon? <laughs> speaking of trouble, besides the Blackfire, Jonathan Crane will take on a Hannibal Lecter, Hannibal Lecter-esque role um, as Scarecrow. If you don't know who he is, but he is Scarecrow. Jonathan Crane, Scarecrow, is coming to the Titans Season 3. Damn. Yep. He will escape. Now, they said it's pretty safe to assume Crane will escape and resume tor- tormenting the city with his fear gas before Season 3 ends. Well, duh. But if <laughs> it's... If, but, <laughs> But if it's not Scarecrow, it's more likely to be Blackfire and all the Tamaranians um, invading Earth. Mm-hmm. That would more likely get Batgirl come out of her, um, come out of um, being the commissioner for a pre- brief moment as Batgirl. I mean, what else if not that? Um, now, what's oh, the only thing that's up in the air about Titan season three is when it will air because because it's um, we're in the middle of the pandemic. The only thing the actor who plays Nightwing was able to do is test out his new Nightwing costume. Because he said, um, as soon as they was um, doing alterations on his costume to make it more fit, um, make fit, uh, he said it wasn't uncomfortable. But he said they wanted he wanted to do some more. They wanted to do some more things to make it a little bit more comfortable for him, since he's going to be in the suit a lot this coming season. So that was the only thing they was able to do was start production on the new Nightwing uniform. Oh, okay. So Titans could be coming out sometime at the end of 2021 or 2022. Because technically it should have been out by now. Hmm. But it's like, it, it's so weird to hear that, you know, it should have been out right now. Oh, yeah, that's right. It should have. Yeah, because um, normally they would have started. Actually, they would have started production in March. We would have got a trailer now, and Titan season three would probably wouldn't have been out November, late October, early November. So yeah, where is this year going? To the shits. Next up and last, well, not last, because we're gonna get to the Batman real soon. Because I know that's what y'all been waiting for. <laughs> now, I'm only doing this because it's obligatory. And damn, I thought it was two hours. No, we we barely within the hour of this damn show. <laughs> yeah, like I think I think this is gonna go um, a little faster than what you initially thought. Yeah. So the title of Shazam Two will be called Fury of the Gods. Fury of the Gods. Okay. Yep. Um, the um, the blah, blah, blah. it's suggested that the six gods who bestow their powers on is, we're going to learn more about the six um gods who bestow their powers onto Billy Batson. Mm-hmm. Now they didn't um reveal much of the plot, but Asher Angels obviously Zachary Levi is returning. Um, Jack Dylan Gray. I do not like that kid. I didn't feel bad when his character got killed off the day too. I don't. I, something about that kid, Jack Dylan Grazer. I just don't like. 
I, I might have I have to say I have to get it out. I, I have to say it. But they are returning. Um, the young the I forgot the young actress name who plays Darla. She revealed the poster for um, Shazam Two. Um, I'm like, okay, okay, not bad, not bad. She's getting a little bit bigger herself. I'm like, holy fuck! I, you you know how you, when you look at something and you realize, like, damn, it's been that long. This movie been uh-huh. like you see her now, and she's I'm like, like if it's like she's my own daughter. I was like, god damn, you're getting too big. No, 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 quit growing, quit growing, quit growing. <laughs> stay stay young, because if you get older, you're gonna be a a, a teenager that gets on my nerves. No, <laughs> I I no I seriously I seriously hope. She's still the sweet, innocent little girl from the first movie. Because I know I'm eventually going to have to take my brother to see this. I know that. Please don't change her character. Keep her a sweet, wholesome little girl. Like, if I was going to have a kid, I want her to be like that. Mm-hmm. I will freeze time just for her to be like that. No. Oh. Because DC and TV shows have a tendency to make sweet young children to little brats. Uh, like for some reason it's like a lot of these shows and stuff like the medium seems to turn kids into like almost insufferable all the time and the only the, and here's the only franchise that was able to do it Ant-Man and the MCU okay yeah no you're right you're right when you write you're right that was like a, a child that I would like okay and think this about- is what he's fighting for this is what he's stealing for also even though we got a very little brief moment of, of adult, um, his adult, um, Cassie, she was mm-hmm. still similar like her kid counterpart. Yeah. She didn't complain that her father would, went missing. She didn't complain about him being Ant-Man. She was happy that her father was around. And obviously she she's, she's still happy her father's still Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Please. Don't change it. Keep these kids... Cassie's supposed to be um, supposed to be Ant Man herself. Well, at a certain point, right? Stature. She's at the perfect age to become stature because because mm. the actress is the same age as um, Haley Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, Haley Steinfeld. Is that? I'm, I think I'm, so. Well, she's gonna be the same age as um, the character that's gonna be taking over for Hawkeye. So pretty much we're getting the Young Avengers real soon. Damn, dude, it's weird to think that like that we're getting Young Avengers. It's like I'm still surprised we got Avengers in general, man. Like we got Kamala, we got Kamala Khan coming soon to the MCU. We got Kamala Khan. I'm excited for that, honestly. Like I really like Kamala's character. And Peter is still technically a teenager. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised. Young Avengers. Peter be the leader. Hashtag here. Now that is that is Shazam too. There's nothing much to talk about now. Black Adam was finally announced as well. Uh, Noah Satino for all the boys you loved. I think that's the name of the movie. Yeah. Um, Hawkman, Doctor Fate. That was surprising when he, when The Rock mentioned Doctor Fate. We knew about Hawkman, but when he said Doctor Fate is going to be in the movie, I was like. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. We, we're finally getting a live. Well, two versions of Doctor Fate has been on TV already, but in a movie. 
Dr. Fucking Fate. Dude, that's awesome. I was like, let's go, Rock. Uh, so Black Adam will be out in 2022. Um, so I'm saying it right now. We're going to get an extra credit scene in the Shazam. The Rock versus... Yeah, we're we're going to see it in Shazam 3. The, uh, Billy Batson versus Black Adam. Dude, that would be... Oh, yeah. That would be sick. And The Rock shot a promo at the end of his panel. He basically he was like, go tell Wonder Woman, Batman, The Flash. He was going down the list. And then when he got towards Superman and then Shazam, he, he mm-hmm. started sounding more menacing. Then he was like this, I'm about to rock the DC universe. I was like, oh, shut your ass up, Rock. <laughs> don't he's like don't smell what Black Adam is cooking. I was like, don't shoot your shot until your movie comes out. Then I want to hear you say you want to take on Superman. So for right now, shut up, shut up. But thank you for giving us now. See how your movie's gonna look and how your costume's gonna look. And he's gonna it does. Be, excuse me, I was burping. He's gonna have the ears. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that I was like, okay, they're still going to give him the ears. All right. Um, but the suit does look like Billy Batson's suit, minus the cape. Okay. Which I'm fine with because there is there is um, variation, um, iterations of Black Adam without the cape. Yeah. And the only time he has the cape on is when he's being the conqueror of Kandahar. Is it Kandahar? Ah, eh, fuck it. Now... To what we really wanted to talk about before we get into the gaming news. The Batman. The Batmans. Holy, the Batman oh holy shit. Oh my god. That now I've been on I've been saying Robert Pattinson is gonna knock it out the park from day one. I still kept my pinned tweet. You're gonna bitch about a movie that's been out for decades. And not see that Robert Pattinson is a good actor. You need. You, you, I need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I think like too many people keep associating him with. It's like when you really look at his like acting career and the works he's been in, he's actually a really fucking good actor. Just look at this past one, The Lighthouse, with him and Willem Dafoe. Like seriously. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I have no. Uh... All honesty, I have right. no, I have no will in watching that. But uh, it very much highlights his acting ability. Good times, I say. Good time that came out not too long ago is, is the good, um, one of the good ones. Um, that proves his acting ability, and the Rover he did with um, Guy Pierce is an, is also another good one. I, I feel it shows his acting ability. Um, and he also did one with. Um, he's also currently, I think, it's coming out this year. I forgot the name of it. It's him and Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp is looking super evil in this one. In this one, the one that um, Robert Pattinson is going to do. Mm-hmm. But like, dude has the chops. And people's like, oh, this is the first time. Like, no, this is not the first time when Batman takes off his cow that the black mark is still on his eyes. Nah, 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 nah. Val Kimmer's mm-hmm. Batman, Batman in Forever, there was yeah. a scene when he took off the cow. He still had the black mark around his eyes that signified that he had it on. Yeah, that is not the first time you've seen that on film, for sure. Yeah, this is not the first time. It is great to see it in a trailer, though. 
but this is not the first time. But it's great mm-hmm. that it's now being like it's like this is like how he's keeping his eyes and everything covered. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to work on the on the homeless haircut. I mean, like, come on, come on. Yeah, like I'm I'm hoping that was just the scene. That the haircut is trash. That the haircut is trash. But I might the stylistic points. But holy fuck, when he whipped that dude's ass in front of this group of guys. Yeah, like that was like, oh right, like this is the Batman that people are fucking afraid of. He's establishing. This is him establishing dominance right here. Well, this is also it. Has it so much has to do with the fact that it's a year two, also, right? Yeah. Like this is a more seasoned, like not necessarily seasoned, but it is a more experienced Batman that we normally get than we normally get on film. Um, it's they said this is year one. Now, year zero is going to be GCPD, which will be out on HBO Max. Year one, well, this is Batman's first year as Batman. So now that's... So that's After his first year? No, we're in his first year as Batman. I thought it was... I thought it was that we're in his second year of Batman no, and the show's um, going to be... The- Matt Reeves came out and said it. This is his first year being Batman. Oh, okay. So hmm. this is him barely, like, he's... So it's not a year two story. It's not a year two story. I thought it was a year two. Nope. Okay. Um, so we're getting the base, like, before his villains become the iconic villains, you see them, bare, like, like Colin Farrell. He's not uh, He's not the Penguin. He's just Oswald Cobblepot, the, the thug. Right, he's not, he hasn't made his Penguin, like, appearance yet. Thanks. Yeah. Um... I still don't know if that's Paul Dano, that dude taping that guy's head, but if that's if that's the Riddler, holy shit. Dude, for real. Um, Zoe Kravitz, as always, she looks amazing. I loved that, like, subtle look on her, like, cowl. Yep. Like, it's more of an homage to ears than just blatantly ears. Yep. Um, now, we have to wait until some point um, in 2021, hopefully it comes out on time, but I can't wait to hear Michael Giacchino's Batman score. Dude, that's going to be great. And then on, we got oh, a ta- we got a taste of it earlier this year when they, mm-hmm. we got that brief teaser. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, oh, come on! I was like, I was hoping we was going to get more from Michael Giacchino in this trailer, but that's I'm I'm cool with Nirvana. Mm-hmm. I'm cool, but. Michael Giacchino is, is one of my favorite movie score um, uh, composers of today. Incredibles, um, Star Trek. Um, he did Rogue One. He did both Spider-Man films. Like I want to hear his Batman score so bad. I I can't wait to hear them. I I can't wait to just be. I can't wait to be watching the movie and just like enthralled by the music and the tone. Um, the Batmobile is giving me ba- major Batman the Animated Series vibes. Dude, so far that is like just based off the promos. I think that might be my favorite Batmobile so far. Just oh my god! It just, I was like, that's nasty. When I'm I mean like nasty, that means good. It's it's like muscle sexy. Yes. Like how the fuck did you do this? Where this car seems so fucking badass but sleek as hell. And then um, I like how the way it ended, with just a bunch of question marks in place for 2021. Yep. 
Like, we don't know when it's coming out because of the pandemic. And he even said it. Matt Reeves said at the top, this is only 25% of the movie. He has not completely finished the whole film. Damn, dude. Damn. This is only 25%. Like, you gave us Batman on a grappling hook going from the bottom floor all the way up to where he's going. Did you see that stabilized shot? Oh my god. I was just like, this is such like like OG Batman like film vibes, but it doesn't feel like it didn't feel awkward as hell. I mean, obviously it might be different at the final cut of the scene, but at least the way that it looked, it didn't like they pulled that cinematic shot off without it looking kitschy to me. You know what I mean? I know, I'm like, holy shit. Um, between this and Wonder Woman 2, uh, uh, Wonder Woman 1984, how much are we going to talk about that? Look, we talked about it ad nauseum. They, yes, we got to see Cheetah. I don't have mm-hmm. a gripe like everyone else about how the CG looks. It just holds it. Cheetah is like how they represent her in the comic book. She's able to go toe-to-toe with Wonder Woman. Yeah. So. Damn. Oh, yeah. uh, can we can we also not forget before we move too far from it? Did you also really like Andy Serkis, like, portraying Alfred, like, at least the voice in that? Here's the thing. I, we, we heard him talk before, but it's just more of, this is more of a narration of it. It is, but, like, honestly, it gave me, it gave me such, like, it got me really pumped because I really want to see how he does his version. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. It was just, like, the perfect little icing on the cake. You don't see him... But it's like, I appreciated that being in the trailer, honestly. So, oh my god. Between Batman and Wonder Woman, holy fuck. Let's go. Now, my only disappointing fact, and now we're not going to talk about Aquaman 2 because there's not much to talk about with Aquaman 2. Mm-hmm. Um, we get no confirming the Superman, um, Henry Cable's coming back, besides the Justice, <laughs> the Justice League thing we saw. Um, yep. Snyder Cut. Um so we're going to move over to the Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut. It's Confirmed the, to be long as shit, right? It's it's the it's, um, four-hour director's version. It's going to be released in four parts in 2021. And it's going to be all brought together in a theatrical version. Damn, dude. Um, that I, shit's longer than King Kong. I think it was confirmed that it's also going to come out on Blu-ray as well. Like, how much more movie did they film? Um, glad you ask. Dark Side. The Uber body, um, this is also coming from IGN own Matt Fowler. So this is what been added into the movie. Now, the visual and aspect ratios um. Ugh. Now this is the least flashy element of the super of souped up flat Snyder cut, but the color of orange red sky has um is seen during the theatrical um release. Um uh, will be changed, and the film itself will utilize a one sixty six point one aspect ratio, which is commonly known as the European widescreen. Dark side. Um, played by Ray Porter will be part of the movie now as always attended the evil the lurking bad guy behind the scenes controlling Steppenwolf's assault on Earth Darkseid will now be featured a few times during the movie 
first Diana will see him depicted in an ancient mirror uh, mural. Then it seems the flashback will now show us Dark Side leading the parademons against the Greek gods as a pre-Dark Side version of Euaxis. Um, it will also um, he will also appear a few more times in the movie as well, especially in the end after Steppenwolf's defeat. Damn. More nightmare. Straight up added a new character. Well, not new character, but straight up added an entire character that wasn't there before. No, he was there. They took him out. Mm. So the scene where the Parademons is pulling uh, Steppenwolf away, Darkseid was supposed to do that. Re- re- remember, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, mm, mm. Um, then um, this is the only time I'm going to have to pull rank. You're going to have to be quiet till after I'm done. No questions <laughs> until I'm done reading. I love how you say this is the only time when it's like almost every time you pull rank somehow. <laughs> Keep talking. I will crush you. More Nightmare World. Um, just Justice League will continue to show the Nightmare Future storyline that Bruce experienced in Batman vs. Superman. Um, I'm not going to talk. We already know, Matt Fowler. We already know. Well, except for this ass. Um, this is a dystopian wasteland where Superman is evil. He's the herald of Dark Side. Then Bruce wakes up. Barry contacts him from a different point in time. Boom. Um, okay. Um, this one is shocking. We will see a burned down Hall of Justice. Oh shit! So at some point they'll have their own Hall of Justice. Damn. So it's like, not only do we get to see it, we get to see it destroyed. <laughs> um, Junkie XL um, is coming back to do his um, score of the movie. Now, I don't have a problem with Danny Elfman because he brought us, he gave us back Superman and Batman's theme. But now since Junkie XL come back, we get Junkie XL's Batman Superman theme. Nice. No. No. Steppenwolf has a new design. Because um, you haven't seen it, but I'm still going to talk about it. Uh, despite Darkseid being in the uh, being the end all adversary, Justice League other villain Steppenwolf um, will get a new makeover. Karen Hines um, is apparently still voicing Steppenwolf. Though. Okay. So they didn't change the the voice oh, actor. They didn't change the voice actor, but the look is more evil like. Okay. Damn. Um, okay. So here's a here's a question. As somebody who hasn't watched it, right, mm-hmm. and who wants to compare the Snyder cut to the new one, or to the old one, I'm sorry. Um, when would you re- when would you recommend the optimal time to actually watch the the original would be? Whenever the hell they give a release date to the Snyder Cut, then I'll tell you to go watch the original. Okay. So, but basically close enough to where you can compare them mentally or far enough to where you're trying not to make as many comparisons as possible. Well, for me, since I've seen Justice League numerous times and all the clips that I've seen, it is 100% different between Josh Whedon's cut and Snyder's um, cut. Okay. Um, 
in terms of the aspect rate is it all goes according to the aspect ratio like we mentioned earlier mm-hmm. the, um the tint and the coloring of the movie even though i've just seen clips it is right while snyder's i mean Whedon's cut is brighter schneider's cut is keeping the tone for man of steel bbs into here okay so like color palette wise it's it's similar to that as opposed to that like roaring orange that was from the original yeah okay um apparently they're changing the parademons and they're smelling of fear because Josh Whedon was changing the end battle of the film and the way Steppenwolf was going to be vanquished, he had to set up a specific concept at the beginning of the story by adding a rooftop scene featuring Batman luring out um, using a siren noise to capture the parademon, thus discovering that the creature tracks and targets fear. In the Snyder Cut, apparently Batman learns about the parademons from Lex Luthor's journal. Instead of capturing one. Wow, that's okay, that's a really different... Yep. So that scene in Batman vs. Superman where Batman infiltrated um, LexCorp, that's where he stole it. Oh, okay. A scene that we all would have loved to see because, yeah, we like to see Batman do Batman things on a camera on a camera. Yeah. If we was because doing, it's like... If, if we was doing video, you could definitely see the look on my face right now. <laughs> Um, also gone from the cut is the Russian family. You don't have to worry about the Russian family. Next! Superman reshoots. This one is the biggest one. Um, it encompasses a lot. Most of Henry Cable scenes for Justice League were reshot by Josh Whedon. With his Mission Impossible fallout mustache digitally removed. As Superman's entire storyline was remodeled for a lighter, less grim um, film. Gone was the Superman black suit, and change was everything for Superman's first battle from the Justice League upon his being resurrected by the Mother Box to his role in the final battle against Steppenwolf to countless other scenes throughout the film, including Superman meeting Alfred. So get ready for a brand new look, um, brand new Back from the Dead, Clark. Okay. Um, I don't know what that means. The only thing I saw was... His um, him meeting the Justice League for the first time is different. They taken out. Do you bleed? Superman told Batman what Batman told Superman. Do you bleed? Nah. Um, There's more callback than like anything else on that. They, they, no, they cut all the callbacks because uh-huh. the one part they said this is also cut out, and he's Henry can't delivered that line so fucking well. He said. Mm-hmm. You won't let me live, and you won't let me die. Why should I let you live? Damn. I was like, yes! Yes! (laughs) And once again, as always, Amy Adams, as Lois comes running in, yelling, Clark, God damn it, woman, his name is Superman. Mm Mm-hmm. Or Kal-El. Quit calling the man's fucking name. Like, oh my god. Why do these shows do... Even the Flash TV show does the same thing. Barry could be on the ground. Instead of saying Flash, no. Barry! Barry! Because it's like, oh, we're trying to show that they have an emotional bond. Because they call each other by their first name. If this this was me. 
If right. I heard my significant other or a friend yell out my real name, I'm going to tell the villain, pause, pause the fight. What the fuck is your problem? There's civilians <laughs> here. People can hear you. <laughs> now I have to kill everybody, including the villain. Like, damn it! Like, now I gotta kill everybody because Men in Black have not brought in the neuralizers yet. Like, nigga! Help <laughs> me! Nigga! <laughs> like, help me! Ah, <laughs> uh, um, this one I got to see a clip of. This is Flash and Iris. What that means? Well... Kiersey Clemens has now been reintroduced back into the cut as Iris West. Damn, okay. More more people being reintroduced? Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, now, we don't know Willem Dafoe cameo is still in the movie. Hmm. That's the only thing I don't know. Okay. Um, so, that's a good thing. Yeah, no, it's, it, it sounds like it's going to be a very, say the least, very interesting. Um, now, the one thing that made me roll my eyes super fucking hard when Zack Snyder said this, the Flash is going to do something quite extraordinary with his power, though he didn't want to spoil it. He said he's a quantum character. He interacts with space and time. Obviously, so, someone never seen any of the Flash TV show or any of the crossover events. Yeah, that's like, wait, what? Like, you're never going to believe this, but uh, one of the villains has a very specific thing to be able to defeat Superman. Like, dude, we all know about the Flash's power. Yeah, it's just like, Hell. so you're saying he uses the Speed Force. That's basically what you're saying. And Andy Muschietti knows this. Barbara Muschietti knows this. Hell, Ezra Miller said it himself. I was on the Flash TV show, and I had fun. <laughs> Zack Snyder, you are the Jon Snow of the DC Universe. You don't know nothing. You know nothing, Jon Snow. More Aquaman, which is good for the ladies and men. Mm-hmm. Unsurprisingly, since most of the of the new Justice League characters got shortchanged, they're um, pared down the theatrical release. There will be more Aquaman in the Snyder Cut 2. Amber Heard and Willem Dafoe both shot scenes for the Justice League which will have introduced Arthur's Atlantean backstory and these characters much sooner than in the Aquaman movie. It is probably it will also probably solve how he gets his full armor and trident for the final battle. Which is a good thing. Yeah, it like covers a couple plot holes there it sounds like. Yep. Also, this is not a spoiler. This was in the trailer if y'all saw it. Silas Stone dies. Oh, they just straight up showed in the trailer? Yeah. So, originally, Victor Stone's father was supposed to die. Mm. Which would have been different because technically, if it wasn't for Silas, we would have never had Cyborg. And if it wasn't for Silas, Victor would have never was able to learn how to upgrade his tech to get more his body looking more comic bookish. But this is just this is Zack Snyder's movie. Once again, my eye rolls. So Zack Snyder says Cyborg is the heart of the um, heart of the Justice League. Cyborg is the thing in the end that holds the team together in a lot of ways. Most of Cyborg's origin was cut out of the theatrical version, 
Hamba learning to fly, use weapons, hack into the other computers, etc. Also, his deeper connection to the mother boxes, since he's basically from a mother box, it's reported that it has a full timeline of the mother boxes up until Victor transform transformation. It's shown all of Victor's arc was shelved down to the bare minimum. Hence why um, the actor came out and was like, yo, y'all fucked me over. Damn, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, Xyl- Can you imagine working that hard on a role and like being that invested and the entire time being led to believe that you are a major part of the movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's only more. to have all of that shit thrown away on the cutting room floor. Oh, there's more. Silas Stone also dies in Snyder's version of the film, providing Victor with the extra motivation going forward. We actually see this in the new Justice League trailer. Also, on top of that, there were a ton of Star Lab scenes cut from the movie, including Silas's co-worker named Ryan Choi, a.k.a. The Atom. Yeah, we were supposed to get Ryan Choi in the movie. He was cut out. Damn. Damn, dude. Like, what the fuck went on with the filming when it was I don't all know. these cuts, dude? Now, there was also another cut. We were supposed to, we were supposed to see dark side devious right-hand man Desaad, but he's also shown in the trailer. Dark side actor Ray Porter previously confirmed that Peter Guinness voice Desaad in Snyder's original version. So we were supposed to get Darkseid, Steppenwolf, and Desaad. And Damn, three of them. Um, Martian Manhunter. Supposed to be in the movie as well. What the actual fuck, dude? Like, I'm, like, I'm actually getting really annoyed just at this description. Like, what the fuck? Alright, so here we go. Some of the Lois Lane, Martha Kent scenes in Josh Wayne, just, um, Justice League movie were reading Josh Wayne's reshoots. One of the original Lois and Martha scene, however, in Lois' apartment would have ended with Martha leaving and revealing she was really Martian Manhunter, who had been using the form of Harry Lennox's General Stanwyck. Damn. So, Damn. originally, Martha was not supposed to be in the movie. Uh-huh. Marshall Manhunter was just going to check on Lois because he was General Sat on Swanwick. Wow. Yeah, we were supposed to see Marshall Manhunter. Even more peed off. Like the, seriously? The final battle against Steppenwolf. Now, in the theatrical third act, uh, Steppenwolf was completely reworked. A Russian family a Russian family was added. Um, where roots were attacking our heroes from the ground and the role of Superman and Batman were sort of marginalized with Superman intensity being told down somewhat. Steppenwolf himself was supposed to be decapitated by Wonder Woman, but the entire but the entire conflict was reconceived to feature a less violent end for the villain. One that included oh. his own army turning on him. But why though? But why though? Yeah. Um, also, there is supposed to be a dark side scene cut from the end. Paul Steppenwolf defeat. Reports say that this closing montage voiceover was done by the late Silas Stone, not Lois Lane, which would make sense. The cyborg storyline was supposed to have taken up large part of the film. Mm-hmm. Mm. More Lex Luthor. 
though Lex Luthor's role in Justice League was never meant to be a um, prominent one, Jesse Eisenberg confirmed that he shot scenes that didn't make it into the theatrical version. In the movie, Lex is, the, is only seen in a post-credit moment, though that was that bit was also reshot by Whedon. This means that the Legion of Doom tease was most likely added by Whedon and Warner Brothers and not part of Snyder, Snyder's original production. Like, what the literal fuck, Joss? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, let's be real here. What the literal fuck, man? Yep, 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 yep. And that is ah. the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Oh, God. It's like, I want to enjoy it, but, like, I'm just, like, really annoyed at the at the theatrical cut now. You see how I feel about, you now. you see my kind of work is where every time we talk about Star Wars? Yeah, yeah. And you see why I'm so critical of DC? Yeah, yeah. Like the fuck, like you have all this good material. Literally, you have it filmed. Why? Just why? Like I don't get what. Can somebody explain to me what the fucking decision making process is here? Can't tell you. Cannot tell you, my friend. Cannot ah. tell you that one. Moving on. <laughs> Video games video games we have some stuff we have some good stuff apparently uh coming out of fandom and video games right now we did get um what i wanted we're gonna start it off gotham knights wb montreal finally renounced what the fuck they're doing <laughs> they had all of 2020 but y'all want to wait for the um, fandom all right hey, but they're here and it's now oh hold on god damn it this fucking cord was piercing the shit out of my leg. God damn. Yeah. Ugh. Alright. I really gotta fix that computer chair or just get a new one. If we get a second stimulus, I'm buying a computer chair. Fuck this. Yeah. <sighs> Alright. After years, le- legit years of teasing, rumors and speculation, Batman Arkham Origins Studio, WB Montreal Games has finally revealed its next game, and it's unsurprisingly The Dark Knight returns. This is from Jonathan Dor- Dornbush from IGN as well. The game is officially announced as Gotham Knights, set for release in 2021. And get this, it's going to be on the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and the PC. Makes sense. It's about that It's about that time that uh, the games start getting quad-platformed. Now, the game will feature two-player online co-op Five boroughs of Gotham City for players to explore, the ability to drive around via bat cycle, and an arsenal of combat and gear that will grow as the game progresses. The debut trailer opened with a voiceover describing the disaster in Gotham City with Bruce Wayne bodily seemingly found in the rubble. Among the characters are shown Batgirl, Robin, Nightwing, and the Red Hood. We have said numerous times Give us a Batman game where we want to control these characters. We have been saying that for the last few months, and we finally got it. So I have no reason to bitch because we got it. <laughs> but you know me, I'm find some. I'm, I'm find some way to bitch about it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you'll you'll find a way. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's if anything, it's just motivating. Yep. Yeah. Now, I know about each DC character. 
but to to the masses who don't here is the official description of each character in the game uh, which teases some of the unique abilities that each one will bring to the table Batgirl also known as Barbara Gordon is the is a determined fighter and skill hacker as the daughter of the now deceased Jim Gordon she has held Batman as Oracle in the past now after years of recovery and preparation she is now ready to step up into her new role uh, wielding um, Mele Tomfus harnessing her training in kickboxing, capoeira, and jujitsu. This is totally different, uh, Batgirl. Well, except for um, her using the Tomfus, because in Batgirl, um, the protector of Burnside, she started using um, Tomfus in there, so she started like doing what Dick and um, Tim does using um, weapons now in combat. Mm. So um, even in the trailer, she has two different, three different versions of her bat suit. She has the uh, Gotham and Burnside suit. She has the shitty Batgirl costume I hate, where her costume looks amazing, but the cow is the domino mask with bat ears. <laughs> That's fucking stupid. And she got a Batgirl suit that looks similar to her Arkham suit, but it's purple and um, purple and yellow which is technically her colors cool that's cool um, now we have my favorite superhero in the DC universe mm-hmm. next to Green Lantern Nightwing Dick Grayson the first Robin the original Robin the OG Batman's true heir to the cow I don't care what Damien says <laughs> No, I'm with you on that. Fuck Damien on that. Um, <laughs> Dick earned it. Um, he, he was Batman's protege, becoming a hero in his own right. He's a natural leader and the eldest and the wisest member of the Bat family. Sometimes. <laughs> when, he's, when he's thinking with the right head. Yes. Nightwing's mastery in acrobatics is complemented by his expertise with his signature use of escrima sticks, making him a proficient at taking out enemies. Red Hood. The voice actor for Red Hood was also announced. I, I legit did not save the tweet, but as an Asian actor going this round, this version, this go around voicing Nightwing. I mean, not Nightwing, Jason Todd, which is, the I heard the voice actor talk, holy shit. They picked cool. the right guy. Awesome. Because um, I'm like, please don't let, I, when I saw this trailer, no Troy Baker, no Troy Baker, no Troy Baker, no Troy Baker. <laughs> so when the actor revealed himself as the voice of Red Hood, I was like, yes! <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I love Troy Baker, but he's in everything. <laughs> because Troy Baker was the last person to voice Red Hood in a video game. That was Arkham Knight. Um, now, Red Hood, formerly known as Jason Todd, is an intense, volatile anti-hero which stems from his death and forced resurrection by one of Batman's most dangerous foes, Ra's al Ghul. Red Hood has trouble keeping his temper in check, but would not hesitate to step in in the line of fire when a friend is threatened. His training has given him peak human strength, proficiency in multiple combat techniques with all matter of weapons, both traditional and high-tech. Now, everybody was assuming this is Damien. Naturally, no, this is Tim Drake as Robin in this one. He's the young protege and genius of the team who is the master of deductive reasoning as a true believer 
and Batman's mission. He is motivated by the conviction that, Bat that Gotham City needs protecting and hopes to be t the type of hero Batman personified. An expert fighter armed with his collapsible quarterstaff and his skilled in a variety of stealth techniques, Robin also possesses a background in combat, combined physical warfare, um, and psychological, um, psychological and behavioral sciences. He's the overachiever of the team, essentially. Like I, I do like that they're that it's Tim Drake and not, um, not Damien. Yeah. It's like I like we've we've already talked about this, and for those of you that did listen to the to the majority of the DC Watch party, um, yeah, we were saying that Damian Drake is cool, but the way that they portrayed him has just always been so uppity and like, like, ugh, like such spoiled. Like I can't say I can't say anything else. He's just so fucking spoiled. I don't care about him being like the heir because he's the son. It's Damian yeah. Wayne. Damian, thank you. I, I, what did I say? Damian Drake. Oh, crap. Damian Wayne. Why did I say Okay, wait. Anyways, Damian Wayne. <laughs> but uh, but I get why everybody's thinking that it's probably Damian, only because that's been the narrative with the recent movies. But yeah, and at then, wise it makes so much more sense for it to be Tim Drake. But the costume looks sort of like Damian's. That's mm -hmm. why people assumed... But there's a seven-minute gameplay trailer where Tim is in his red Robin suit. Oh. Oh. Cool. Um, he wears the red Robin suit after Batman, well, when, quote, when Batman died and he didn't want to be known as Robin anymore, he became the red Robin. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Like, there were... Oh no! But I'm thinking. Uh, no, that was fifty-two. I'm thinking. Wasn't there a portion where like Red Robin was the like leader of Teen Titans? But that was fifty-two. Um, Young Justice. That's was that's that? yeah. Um, current. Well, they canceled. DC canceled it. Um, in Young Justice, Tim reunites with Bart Allen. Um, um, right. Um, Superboy, of the modern era. Not the one that he somehow did not get swept up with um, how Wally was disappeared. Now, this Connor Kent was on another planet with a wife and child. So, he I don't know how Connor got away, but he did. So, currently in the comic books right now, Connor Kent is back. But because the DC canceled the DC, um, the um, Young Justice... They're all spread it out. So currently, right now, Connor is hanging out with Superman again, with Superman and Supergirl. Bart is going to be back in the Flash comic books, and Damien and Tim is up in the air. But Damien, also Teen Titans, got canceled. So Damien's going back into the Batman comic books. So the. DC comic books is kind of weird right now. They they canceled a lot of books. Wonder Woman, Catwoman, um, Batgirl got canceled. Um, I already mentioned Titans and Young Justice. Um, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I yeah. just don't know what's going on. Why are they canceling all these books? Um, Batwoman also got canceled recently, as well. Um, so I I don't know what the fuck is going on with DC. It's it's weird. But Legion of Superheroes is still going. 
how how is that going? And yet they like canceled. Oh, just... I, I I don't know. If I was Jim Lee, I would know. But since I'm not him, I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they also um, got two new publisher, a new publisher, and a new editor in chief. I forgot both the ladies' names. My my disrespect for not remembering their names. But this is the first time since Diane. Oh my God, I forgot her name. I know her name. Her first name was Diane, but she was the editor in chief. But also over DC Entertainment. This is the first time two women are over as publisher and editor in chief of DC Comics. Hmm. Which is awesome. Nice. Which, which is awesome, bro. Yeah. So maybe they can stop um, Jim Lee and other uh, care um, Joe Johns start stop fucking over Nightwing. Please. I digress. <laughs> um, I mean, isn't that the nature of this show in general? Yeah. <laughs> um, the trailer for the game explains how Batman died. Um, I'm saying um, the Batcave has been exploded, but the Belfry is available for use to keep Gotham safe. We haven't played <laughs> the game to know what the fuck they mean right there. So obviously we're going to get some Alfreds alive. Um, so we're gonna get some form of a bat cave. We just have this is pretty much a wait and see. Okay. Um, Talon and the Court of Owls, like we mentioned, is in the game. Um, the final tease show the court of the Court of Owls will play a major role in the game, but the developers tease that the mystery in Gotham Knights is way bigger than just the Court of Owls. They also, um, like like I just mentioned, on YouTube right now they have a seven seven minute gameplay trailer. Um, teaser, it looks it looks great. I don't hate the fact that we have to fight Ice, um, Mr. Freeze again, but at least we get the like. If I'm playing as Nightwing and Krishna's playing as Red Robin, at least someone can be playing, can be drudged in my dread of playing against Mr. Freeze again. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally hear you at this point. When I think of Mr. Freeze in a Batman game. Or in like any DC game, I think of it as like the water level in every fucking game. But there is something your character can do that I can't that I can't do if I play as Nightwing. What? Tim can access the Justice League um, teleporter, and you get to teleport short jumps, teleporting throughout Gotham. Oh shit, that's cool. So while I'm grappling from building to building or using a motorcycle, you get to teleport. I mean, grappling is fun, though. Yeah. Um, grappling is so fun, though. So let me see. Oh no, that's that's all of it. That's um. Normally they have like extra stuff. They say we'll have to wait until the game releases in 2021 to know more about this Batman game. I mean, this Gotham game. But at least we know it's going to be 2021, but not 2022 like Rocksteady's announced. Now we knew it was just we knew it was Suicide Squad, but now it's called Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. It will yep. be out in 2022, and I I was wrong. I thought it was Bizarro, but it's Superman mind controlled by Brainiac. Oh, okay, yeah, because I know, like, from that promotional shot that we got, that was really purple. Yeah. It was, like, major Bizarro vibes, but okay, that, that kind of makes more sense in a way. Yep. 
Um, because if they kill the Justice League, it still means, okay, it is Superman. Whereas Bizarro, it'd be like just, it'd be Bizarro, who obviously looks like him, but it isn't him. Yeah. Now, here are the four main characters of the Suicide Squad game. And these are pretty much obvious, but you know. Harley Quinn, a.k.a. Dr. Harleen Quinzel, the Mayhem and Mistress. The Mistress of Mayhem. I was going to say. Deadshot, a.k.a. Floyd Lawton, the most dangerous marksman alive. Captain Boomerang, a.k.a. Dicker Harkness, the Aussie Italian. Aussie Italian. <laughs> oh, Aussie assassin extraordinaire. And last, King Shark, a.k.a. I can't pronounce this nigga's name. The <laughs> demigod humanoid shark. Now, y'all may have noticed I mentioned the WWE at the top of the episode. Well, here's a callback from that top. WWE superstar Samoa Joe from Huntington Beach, California, Ooh. is voicing King Shark in Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League. Nice. Um, the actress um, who voiced Harley Quinn from Arkham Knight, well, all three Arkham games, is returning to voice Harley Quinn in this game. All right, cool. And this game. I actress for that, so. And this game does take place after Arkham Knight. In this game, the right. same Arkhamverse. Okay, and it is from Rocksteady. It's from Rocksteady. Now here is the plot. The plot, 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 mm. plot, plot, plot. Mm. Mm. I don't know why I'm in a single mood all of a sudden. Oh well. Here we go. Plot. Um, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League follows closely to the plot of the Suicide Squad comic books. The DC Universe notorious villains are contracted by the government to form Task Force X and carry out a clandestine mission in exchange for a full pardon. In this case, the villains get an extra benefit of killing the Justice League, who probably is the reason plus, as suggested, Brainiac is evolved as the reason why the Justice League is sudden baddies. Rockstar mm. appeared during the stream to give additional details, including the gameplay, which Rockstar would include superhero, supervillain empowerment from the um, Arkham games, plus gunplay, as these villains are more well-armed. Set, yeah. set in a more open world, each character has their own unique movement sets and enhanced with traversal abilities to freely explore the open world of Metropolis, along with a variety of weapons to customize and skill. Suicide Squad would be one to four player experience. Rocksteady has said that it's completely playable and singer player with bots filling in the role of the other three characters. Or you can load in three friends as, um, as a full force player squad. Think Borderlands. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, furthermore, players will be able to jump in at any time. So start a game in single player, have one to two players join, and maybe a, a friend leaves, and it's all up to you. Damn, okay. Once again, once again like Borderlands. <laughs> um, which is not that bad because um, we have... Yeah, I, like, I like the social aspect and the way that they handled like uh, multiplayer in Borderlands. So. Because um, I'm hearing... Like Marvel's Avengers, Gotham City Knights is taking up the Destiny-esque portions of how gameplay is, which I'm not down for. Mm, okay. Like Marvel's Avengers, I'm not down for that. 
but as much as that, we also have been saying, give us something besides Batman. Yeah, and we Wait, got we got you. a second game that's not like it's not Batman. It's, we got two games that don't have Bat. We got one game where we know he ain't in it, but and at least another one that most likely don't have him in it. But here's the thing, though: since this game takes place after Arkham Knight, and it was implied there is a Batman roaming around, it could be either Tim, Jason, or Dick as Batman. That would be really interesting to see. Would that technically mean that's like? The first time we see not Batman in the Batman suit. You mean not Bruce Wayne as Batman? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, you got me. Technically, it won't be a first for me because in, Batman Bad Blood. No, in a video game. In a, oh, in a video game, yeah, that would be that would be a first. Yeah, no, Bad Blood obviously like that that had that, but I'm talking about specifically video game. In a video game, it would be a first if we see it. But Rex City teased Suicide Squad with a mysterious image. Featuring an oddly purple Superman with the Suicide Squad crossing hairs or with cross hairs over his face. We spec they speculated. This is I just speculating, but we got to see it ourselves. We got to see the trailer. Um we now know it's Brainiac. I have a feeling at some point they're gonna be like, alright, we need to save the Justice League. And take out Brainiac. Okay. Uh, that, like, that's my thinking. That's my thinking. Okay. Or, like, maybe they realize they can't take out Brainiac, so they'd, like, just end up, like, freeing the Justice League of his control or some shit? Probably. I would be surprised. But, wow. yeah. And that is it. That is just, that's pretty much it. We, we have nothing. Oh. That was a very full-packed weekend. So I'm sure I'm sure you folks could understand why it took an extra day to film this or to record this because of all the stuff that we just talked about. Yeah, and my mishap on Sunday. Whoa. Oh. And this is just half of Fandom, right? Yep, so there is a second half coming out September 12th. And no, I do not know what they're going to show because technically we were supposed this part of or the Fandom we were supposed to um see the full movie of Superman uh, Man of Tomorrow but that was cancelled um, and it has not and it still has not been rescheduled moreover than that it's already out to watch so you really don't have to worry about that mm-hmm. um, oh shit excuse me oh, this, this is just the rem the burping is the remnants of what happened Sunday wow <laughs> see yeah. that's how that's how much we had to digest he's still doing it right now it's just gas. Uh, just some some Pepto-Bismol and I'm good. I'm golden. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just, this is the first time DC has not made me annoyed with their content. Um, this is the first time in a while that I've been excited for the content, but well, I'm trying to temper that. Um, well, Titans, not so much. I, I still don't, I still never liked the casting of Ian Glane as Batman. I still did not mm-hmm. like the um the cultural appropriation of how Nightwing became to be instead of Superman being the reason why he became fucking Nightwing. We get this cultural appropriation Nightwing, so it's whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Wonder Girl, if she died fighting a supervillain, 
that'll be fine. Her being mm-hmm. electrocuted by a fucking power line from a Ferris wheel. Asinine. That was like literally just fridging to be fridged. And then you give us Aqualad. The first time a live action Aqualad and he gets shot with a bullet. Dude. He's, he's, bullets not supposed to pin. If it was a special blade that I had, that like it, yeah. had, that makes uh-huh. sense. But Isn't that literally supposed to be the thing where they're like bulletproof because of the massive fucking pressure they're constantly under? Yeah. You know what? It's like, oh, no, we're going to forget that because of plot. You know what? Let's not end this with um, with, with those shitting on Titans. <laughs> um, I would say my only disappointment, we did not get more updates on Young Justice. Um, so that's that's up in the air. Um, the Flash Season 7 showed a teaser trailer. Um it's basically the second half of season seven. I mean, season six that wasn't wasn't be able to air because of um, COVID. Um, that means Grant Gustin needs to start shaving and cutting his hair, bro. Dude, you you, you look like the dude Junior. <laughs> that's, that's what he looks like. He, he looks like the dude Junior. Um. Nice. <laughs> uh, Candace Padden got honored. Um, she is the first actress to play Iris live action. Well, second, because if y'all listen to the opening, we played the 90s show theme. Iris was white originally, um, mm-hmm. but Candace Padden is the first black actress to be playing Iris, and she got a lot of scrutiny, and she still do to this day. Yeah, of course, because the internet is, like, horrible. Yeah. Um, so, you know, fuck yeah. And then people also complain about Kersey Clemens as Iris. Like, quit making Iris white. Get the fuck off. Get the fuck on, all right? It's like, those are the people that only ever saw Iris in Flash. Um, like, fuck off. All right, there's some dudes out here, some, actually, I'm not going to say dudes. There's a lot of people out there that want some of that chocolate. All right? Mm-hmm. All right, so shut the fuck up. Iris so y'all in the minority, the, the you racist assholes. Y'all, y'all in the major minority. Because mm, Candace Padlet, mm. Kirsty Clements, oof, mm. good lord. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's end it right here. Thank you for listening to the Giant Contraband Robot Podcast here. Either on Spotify, SoundCloud. Thank you for picking this episode. Listen to us ramble on for close to two hours. Because this was a, this was a fun, and I'm still, and vocally was, I'm still hyped. Probably right? because probably because I want to get back on Goshi Tsushima. <laughs> but I'm gonna nice. take, I'm gonna take a break because I this 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 episode needs to be mixed and rendered and posted. So thank everybody who's been listening. Yep, thank you. Thank you. If you want to continue on, follow us on Spotify. Check us out on SoundCloud. Follow our socials. Desi is dead on Instagram and uh, Damon, uh, Damon Llama Writer on Twitter. You was about to get your own name wrong. Huh? No. I was about to get my own name wrong. Uh, yeah, I was totally about to get my own name wrong. I was like, wait, what does it start with? Because I almost said the. And I was like, wait, no. It, there is no the. 
shit. And don't forget to also listen to the Night Owl Show on KDHR.net. Also on their podcast. Because I can smell the end of the Night Owl Show. Because we've been doing a lot of shit on the Night Owl Show that we're not supposed to do. But you know what? We are having too much fucking fun. Oh, yeah. So check us out there before while you still can. Because a lot of shit we can do on there that we can't do here. Like music, for one. Well, we're getting away with playing the Flash thing. Right. But, um... <laughs> There's just a song that we can that we posted on there. <laughs> I still can't believe that they posted it. I'm so happy they did. I'm surprised nobody I'm listening to it. <laughs> well, our circle of friends is, but and here's the here's the, and also you know what fuck this before we go. Dudes who are, if you can sing, Little John's get low. But you got the gall. I don't listen to Cardi B or Megan Thee Stallion. I didn't know who she was until late last year, to be honest. Okay. I didn't Wait. know who she was. Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, okay. Yeah, I really only became aware of her like maybe three months ago. Yeah, it's like anyone could be a nerd. And she just revealed herself to be an anime nerd. Yeah, who, who like. Anime. All right. Oh, God. Now I got to go verify this shit on Twitter. No, I'm just <laughs> So, but. Besides what happened to her from that asshole Tory Lanez, right, right, cancel, cancel that nigga. But um, no, fuck that guy. But the song "Wap Wet Ass Pussy" that's what it's actually labeled for. There's I mean, a- no lie, that shit's kind of a banger though. I haven't heard it. I, I, here's the thing: I don't, I'm, I don't have a problem with Cardi B. I just don't like her music. And I get it. I get it. I generally don't either. But it's something about the beat on this one, man. Like. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. If I don't care if the beat is good, if the lyrics I feel don't match the beat, I'm not gonna listen to it. Like, there's a lot of rock songs where the instrumentals is fire, but the the fucking lyrics is trash. I just cannot get. I, then that means I can't listen to the whole thing. I just can't. Yeah. No, I got it. I got um, you. Because it's like I get what she's saying, but at the same time, it's just like it just feels really fucking repetitive. It's one of those. But no. I'm not, I'm not talking about the repetitiveness of the song. I'm talking about there's a lot of dudes out here. And I had a conversation on Instagram where a friend, um, a mutual friend of mine, well, not our mutual friend, but when I say mutual friend, someone like when I was, a, the name of this podcast is spawned off from an art show that I curated. And. I was lucky enough to get the artist who I'm talking about now into the show, but she posted on Instagram. We had a talk on Instagram. Um, spawned off of the Cardi B song, Wap, Wet Ass Pussy, um, about sexual wellness and how men should help women achieve Wap. Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, God, preach it. I was like, because I was like, too many dudes out here when a bitch about that song but then want to sing to the windows, to the wall. Yeah. Like, really? That, that's, that's shady. Like, it's like, how are you talking about how, like, oh, that's not right. And yet you're over here fucking, like, saying literally the same shit just in a dude's perspective. Like, it's literally the definition of fucking misogyny. 
<laughs> yeah. And that was like the conversation we had was we as men should not be afraid of using toys on women. Yeah, no. Our and and I and I even I said it, and I'm gonna say it here. Our dick can only do so much. Yeah, for real. Like for fucking real, dude. You get you got and and I know we said we was gonna leave, but you got a game story at the start of this episode. DC love throughout this episode, and we're ending off educating you all, mainly the men. Sounds like a well-rounded, uh, well-rounded show here a little bit. Yes. Now we're gonna end it, but I'm just gonna say this: don't be misogynistic. Like seriously, y'all. And fucking speak up, honestly. Like, just because you may not be in the position where you think it's something that concerns you or something that's, like, necessarily something you can speak about, if it's something you're passionate about and something that you feel deserves, like, the 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 respect and the support of your morals, fucking talk about it. Yes. Learn. We, we're in a unique position where... All the information is half off because of the pandemic, or all the information is free. Hell, there is tutorials on Pornhub. Yeah, right. Like Pornhub is becoming more more of like a video sharing site than it ever has. Like general video sharing, it's so bizarre sometimes. Or hell, if you have a significant other, talk to your fucking significant other. You'd be surprised how much gets done by talking and you'd be surprised how many people don't like i'm serious if you can have you can have a legit well-balanced relationship if you just fucking talk let's let's all be like bob and linda from bob's burgers Mm. a solid relationship they talk openly with one another about everything Mm -hmm. be like bob and linda don't be like Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion. Fuck it. There you go. That's the, that is the only point of reference I got. Be like, like I said, Bob and Linda. Be like Aunt Viv and Uncle Phil. Be like Harriet and Carl Winslow. Okay? There you go. There you go. Don't be like these stupid ass... You don't want to be Al Bundy and Meg and Peg. Don't. Oh my god, that was such a toxic ass relationship when you look at look at it. No, 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 no. Be the Darcys. Even though they're evil people, that was still a solid relationship. Nah. Toxic as they are, they was they, they, they was they was together. Yeah. <laughs> Sophia Vergara. Yeah. <laughs> Be like Sophia Sophia Vergara and oh Joe Manganiello. Yes. Damn, Joe Manganiello, you lucky some bitch. I, I know. God, you're fucking lucky with that goddamn D and D cave under your house. Jason <laughs> Momoa and fucking um, um, oh fuck. Zoe Kravitz's mama. <laughs> Lenny Kravitz? No. Zoe. Oh wait, mama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you said mom. Sorry. Um, what's your name? God. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, I remember the interview Jason Moore said. He saw her, and he said he knew he was going to have her. 
Yeah. I was like, yes. I need Jason Momoa's confidence. I, I mean, to be fair, like, it's really easy to have his confidence when you look like Jason Momoa. True. But I get the I get the sentiment. True. That That is... We can't end up on that depressing note, man. We can't end up on that depressing note. No. We're going to get more Jason Momoa in Snyder Cut. <laughs> no. No. We was going to end it, and you, we haven't mentioned Jason Momoa. God damn it. Hey, I'm not the one that brought him up. All right? Why did you bring up this masculine, beautiful, like, sculpture of a man? I don't know. <laughs> I thought I was trying to make it a point of perfect couples. But so let's let let I'd say let's end it off like this: be like the perfect couple, and don't be like Jason Momoa to a log of wood and split. <laughs> no, because that's the don't work. Look, eat the pussy. That's what we end. Fuck it, we're gonna end it like that. Eat the pussy, all right? You know what? That actually, I would rather end it on that. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, and here's the flash. <laughs>